Welcome to Guarding Your Nest Egg Podcast. We've got to be careful. We've got to watch out for the gotchas out there. One of the largest U.S. hotel owners is taking a cue from the airline industry and experimenting with a new strategy, charging guests for most services and amenities. Yep, more fees. The CEO of a company called MCR tells mm-hmm. Fox Business that at roughly a dozen of his company's hotels, a guest can get an early check-in, but it's going to cost about 20 bucks. And there's a similar fee for a late checkout. Using the pool might not be a charge on a weekday in the morning, but it could cost you $25 on a hot weekend. I get it, and I'm also frustrated by it because I know that travel and tourism has been hit so hard. Well, I think what strikes me about those fees is those are kind of surprise fees, right? So when you go online to book your hotel, you, you see the rate and you book it based on, well, that seems reasonable. You know, nice hotel. I'll pay that rate. But then after you get there, they're like, oh, yeah, gee whiz. If you want to use the pool, that's mm-hmm. another $25. I think that's what people don't like about it. If you're really upfront about whatever fees or if you're really upfront about what's going to cost you, it's not a big deal because you don't feel like you've got taken advantage of. But when you're dealing with something that has fees that you didn't know about or fees that somebody didn't disclose to you, mm-hmm. then it's pretty, you pretty get irritating, angry. right? You get, you get angry. And this happens when it comes to investment accounts a lot of times because whether it's an advertisement for an investment or whether it's an advisor sort of promoting an investment, it's their nature sometimes to sort of highlight the positives. And be like, oh, well, you know, look at what this return was over the past 10 years. And, hey, you should go ahead and invest in this. And, well, okay. First of all, that's not telling the whole story. Second, well, what's the downside to it? Well, the downside to a lot of investments out there, even though they aren't necessarily disclosed in a way that's really easy for uh, an investor to understand, is a big part of the problem. So, I mean, one thing that pops out for me would be fund fees. So, if you go and invest in a fund, which a lot of people are. Mm-hmm. whether it's through a 401k account or whether it's through an advisor or whether you're doing it on your own. But imagine a fund company, whether that's Fidelity or Vanguard or T. Rowe, or I mean, just just pick a company. They don't do it for free. Right. right. So and that's fine. And nor I mean, should they, they. I mean, let's not be nor real. should they. That's not why would they be in business? I mean, right. these aren't charitable organizations. These are businesses and they're doing investments to, to help and grow money for clients. But if somebody doesn't tell you what the actual fund cost is, that's an issue, not because there's a fund cost, but because, well, if there were two investments out there and yeah. both of them had basically the same average rate of return, but one of them's fund cost was half the cost of the other one, which one would you pick? You'd pick the one that had Don't even half have to the ask, of course. Don't have to ask. So the details are important. The other thing that, that you need to know is if you've hired a financial advisor, what fee are they charging to be your financial advisor? Um, because if somebody's not disclosing that fee, and, and by the way, advisors are required to disclose the fee, mm-hmm. um, but it doesn't necessarily always come out in conversation. But let's just say that they did. And they said, well, our fee is 1% to work with us. Okay, great. 1%. Well, then, so what's the average rate of return net of the fee I'm paying you? on your recommendation over the past, not 10 years isn't a good number anymore because they've pretty much been good years, but full market cycle, I'd want to know that. Good years, bad years, what's your average net of your fee? And is that better than something I could just go go do on my own? Because if it's not, why would you hire an advisor if net of their fees, the average yeah. rate of return is less than if you just went and did something by yourself? So, you know, it's the advisor fee, but then there's a fund fee. And then also I see this, and this is a bolt-on that is kind of interesting, sort of ties back to this this idea of hotels going, oh, well, gee whiz, if you want to use a swimming pool, it's going to be $25 kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I hear this, and it makes my the hair stand up in the back of my neck when I hear it. But we'll talk to individuals, well, I have an advisor, 
but the advisor, I go into their office every year and they charge me a planning fee. I'm like, so you're, you're going to hmm. pay a planning fee on top of the, the fee that you're fees. already, <laughs> the other fee that you're paying. Like they should be doing these plans. I mean, if you're their client, that plan, I mean, that's their job is to do the planning for you. Not do a plan and then bolt on another fee for the plan. Is that why you always mention that the complete financial plan is a $1,500 value? Because you don't charge that, but other people do? Yeah. So there's different ways that advisors can make money. Um, one is just to charge planning fees. And so the average fee for a plan is about $1,500. And basically you say, hey, put together a financial plan for me. The advisor puts together a financial plan. You write him a check for $1,500. You get the plan. If you want to get the plan updated next year, it's $1,500 more. Or there are companies who do planning, but then also charge fees to manage the portfolio. Listen, I'm not knocking those advisors. I mean, that's how they run their business, but that's not how we run talent wealth management. You know, we talk a lot on the show here, Mike, about 401k plans and the best way to manage those funds when we leave our jobs. Should my money stay in the 401k or should I roll my money into an IRA? As if those weren't hard enough questions to answer as average Americans that are not financial advisors, the U.S. Department of Labor has issued new rules that will soon affect those decisions. You and I looked at some of this information before today's show. A lot mm-hmm. of it was French to me, but tell <laughs> us about some of the new rules and what you're doing day to day to make sure that your clients are aware, know about these changes in the rules and make sure they navigate them properly. I think our clients would be a little bit interested in the rules, but it's just something that usually isn't presented in a way that would translate to clients as much as it should. So what I really, really like about the rules, and I'm I'm completely in favor of this, is to simplify it, they're going after financial advisors Mm -hmm. that sell products in order to get kickbacks. Okay. Um, and basically benefit from. So, Hold on a second. Uh, here, the annuity slinger situation is happening. <laughs> that would be part of it. Yeah, that would be okay. one example. Yeah, we've mentioned them before. The annuity slingers, right? So imagine a situation where there's an advisor out there, and that advisor knows that if they put $5 million into a particular company's annuity products, they're going to get a free trip to Hawaii, okay. right? For them and their wife, all expenses paid, you know, massages, I mean, whatever you want to do. And so what are the odds that advisor goes, well, gee whiz, you know, like I could pretty much do anything I want. Let me try to talk people into, you know, this insurance product. So that happens quite a bit. Hmm. And um, that's kind of cool. I don't, I don't appreciate it. It's that. not super cool. Well, <laughs> here's the thing they're doing this, but it doesn't get disclosed to the clients or the prospect. You know, all the prospect heard is, well, hey, listen, if you put your investment in this product, you get stock market participation, no risk of loss. Oh, by the way, you get guaranteed income for life. I mean, they hear that part of it. Mm -hmm. But the advisor isn't required to say, hey, by the way, if I can get enough people to get enough of this product, I get to go to Hawaii. So remember you told your Girl Scout story, you got to go on the free trip because you sold so many Girl Scouts. (laughs) Free trip. So it's free trips. And so it's a problem. So what they're looking to do in the language here, pardon me, I'm going to have to read it, but it's prohibit advisors from receiving payments from third-party investment companies, i.e. insurance companies or maybe something else, that create conflicts of interest when dispensing rollover guidance. So this goes to retirement accounts. So it's, it's your 401k and this advisor says, hey, listen, why don't you move your, roll your money into an IRA annuity account 
well, that company that you're rolling the IRA over to, you know, might be offering benefits to this advisor. It could be a trip. It could be this. I mean, it, it could be a lot of things. And so they're looking to create an issue where they can't do that anymore. Now, I personally think that's a fantastic thing. But I also know there's a lot of advisors out there. They're going to be pretty disappointed. Because they're not going you know, to Hawaii as much. Because they're not going to Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> I knew a guy. I thought this was great. It was an advisor. He's a fiduciary like us. And so fiduciary just means we have to put our client's best needs ahead of Hawaii. Um, our, ahead of Hawaii. Yeah, I can't be like, well, I want to go to Hawaii, so you need to be in this one. So that, that, that's our job. But he did the same thing. And so what's happening is if and financial advisors know this, but obviously clients or investors don't know this. If you own a financial practice, these companies mail you little mailers all the time. Mm -hmm. And it's like, hey, come to Hawaii. Hey, come to here. Hey, go to Costa Rica. Hey, go to, I mean, I've seen ones that were like China. Wow. Just crazy, crazy, all expense paid trips. And what this advisor did was he collected all of them that he had mm -hmm. that would come to him and he put them all on a bulletin board <laughs> so that when people came in the office, he could just point to it. And he basically be like, that's what my competition's do it. They're going on these trips. I mean, I'm smart. not doing that. But that was kind of neat. Very yeah. transparent. But anyway, this is a good thing for investors, particularly people in retirement or close to it. It's intended to help protect you from advisors who maybe don't have your best interest at heart. And this goes back to the conversation for, you know, work with a fiduciary, but then also be careful about products, right? Mm -hmm. So the fiduciaries are supposed to put your needs ahead of their own. But at the same time, there are fiduciaries out there or people who call themselves fiduciaries that every time they write a financial plan for you or make an investment recommendation, sometimes there's, you mentioned annuity, there's an annuity tied to it or some other product tied to it. Be careful because typically those products have some benefits to that advisor. Maybe it's a trip or something on the back end. So ask yourself, is it right for me or is it right for my advisor? And go from there. I appreciate sitting down with individuals and just having a conversation about all of the investment options that are available to them helping individuals make informed decisions because then you're confident in the decision and ultimately it's going to be the right thing. This is Guarding Your Nest Egg with Mike Lester. Catch up and interact with the show anytime at guardingyournestegg.com. Mike Lester is a registered representative of and offers securities through World Equity Group, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Investment advisory services offered through Retirement Wealth Advisors. Talent Wealth Management and Retirement Wealth Advisors are separate entities and are not owned or controlled by World Equity Group, Inc. Mike Lester is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors Incorporated, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Talent Wealth Management, Retirement Wealth Advisors, and this radio station are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with professionals specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer to only fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by Retirement Wealth Advisors. Florida license number D056341. California license number 0N00828.